One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. It's Sadie's night, and we're feeling all right, and she's going to talk about something really terrible. A couple lots of terrible things. Yeah? It's your favorite kind, too. <laughs> Teens? Well, no, not really. I'm, I shouldn't say favorite. Uh, it's the, the unsolved death of David Grubbs. Oh, man. You build me up with teens, and you take me down with unsolved <laughs> yeah. cold case. Yeah. Turns out there's a couple cold cases in this case, too, so sorry. <laughs> it's a parfait of <sighs> terrible wonder mm-hmm. and mystery and question mm-hmm. marks. Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. So this is a, a case that I heard about as it was happening, um, and it's something I've thought about for years. Great. Since it happened, and I finally decided to look it up, hoping that they had solved it, mm-hmm. and they have not. Those bastards. Yeah. Ashland, Oregon is a town just 15 miles north of the California border, nestled in the foothills of the Siskiyou and Cascade Mountain Ranges. Known for its beautiful weather year-round and the annual Shakespeare Festival, Ashland is the definition of quaint. It is so, so cute. Have you ever, did you ever go mm-hmm. there? Yeah, I never spent a lot of time there, but definitely like drove through plenty and would yeah. stop for lunch or whatever and ugh, I'm rolling my eyes. It's so beautiful it's like rolling and rivery and like things are built around quaint ria it's like a Mm -hmm. fucking shire basically Mm -hmm. it's a perfect place to hold a shakespeare festival yep crime is incredibly low and people move to town to raise families and retire it's the type of place where people leave their cars and homes unlocked that would all change in the early evening hours of november 19th 2011 23-year-old David Grubbs was walking along the central Ashland bike path after his day working at the shopping cart. He took this path home most days as it runs through Ashland and is a very popular trail for hikers, bikers, and families just taking a stroll. It was well-traveled, but could be remote in spots. At 5.35 p.m., only 30 minutes after David left work, passersby found the young man laying on the trail. 30 minutes later? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. At first they thought he had just passed out, but then they noticed a pool of blood forming under him and called 911 for help. When police arrived, they pronounced him dead at the scene and found his head had been nearly decapitated from his body. You're kidding me. David's wallet and money were still in his pockets. Robbery didn't seem to be the motive. Police believe he was about halfway home, 15 minutes into his 30-minute walk when he was attacked. The spot where he died was just steps from the Hunter Park Tennis Courts, Walker Elementary School, and the Science Works Hands-On Museum. Oh my God, what time of night or day 5.30. Holy in shit. In the evening. Yeah. Yep. And you can find the street view of right where he was murdered. Mm-hmm. And it's like seriously you right next to the tennis courts what the fuck? and then just down the street is the elementary school in the heart of ashland it's a very small town it's all smushed mm-hmm. up together in the cute 
kind of way too. Yeah. So you can yeah. kind of see all of Ashland from right. most parts of Ashland. Yeah, but this wasn't part of the remote, like you're now walking through the woods or whatever. This was right yeah. in downtown Ashland. Nuts. This part of the trail was well-traveled. Kids would often walk and bike to school and to the park by themselves. No one ever worried they might be in danger. An autopsy showed David's cause of death was multiple sharp force injuries to the head and neck. He had no defense wounds. Authorities believe it's very likely whoever attacked David approached him from behind. He never saw it coming. What is happening? When asked what kind of murder weapon had been used, the Ashland police chief said, quote, One would think sword, but there are a lot of those types of weapons. Mm-mm. A large knife or a machete could have done it. There are many other types of martial arts weapons. I don't like any of them coming at the back of my neck in, at dusk. No. When news of David's murder spread through Ashland, everyone was completely shocked and very scared. It seemed to be a random attack, which made it even worse. The police chief said in the following days they were inundated by calls from concerned citizens reporting people seen in the area carrying swords. Quote, After David was murdered, everyone had a sword on them. Swords were popping up left and right. We were getting complaints and calls. It's actually shocking the number of people who walk around with swords. This said. is for real swords. There are actually people <laughs> carrying swords. Like um, LARPers, probably? Yeah, and we're going to talk about it later. There is like a very active LARPing community there. Yeah, I believe but, that. And who knows? But and now I'm, I was thinking about like in my day-to-day life, if I just start paying attention, like do people just carry swords around? Mm, I mean, there's one thing when you like buy a red car and then everyone has a red car. It's another <laughs> thing if you yeah. are paying attention. It's like suddenly swords everywhere. But like put yourself in... A town like Ashland, you know, like sort of. Very not not surprised that people yeah. are carrying swords around in Ashland. Right. Not even a little. Yes. It's very larpy. Right. Very. Yeah. I mean, I I would be surprised to find people around here. Anyway, um, swords are scary though. Like when you yes. put them in the context of an actual murder. Oh my god! No, that is nothing. Very, off, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Mm. Thank you. No. No one had witnessed a crime. A cyclist who was one of the people who came upon David the day he was murdered said she saw a man leave the area as she was approaching, but didn't get close enough for a good look. They believe the killer would have had experience using the weapon that killed David, as it's likely the first blow was the one that killed him. Mm. David was born on November 23rd, 1987. He was murdered just four days before his 24th birthday. Buddy. And grew up with his parents, Michael and Sherry, and his sisters, Rachel and Sarah. Sarah described her brother as someone who loved to read, especially mythology and science fiction, and also enjoyed writing. He was witty, generous, thoughtful, and kind. Once he gave all of his money to a homeless family at Christmas. Mm. Others described him as, quote, peaceful and sweet. He lived and breathed music and played the upright bass in the Ashland High School Orchestra and Youth Symphony of Southern Oregon. He started working at the shopping cart in high school, stocking shelves, and liked the job enough to stay after his graduation. One of David's friends and co-workers said, quote, If there is any truth behind what they say about only the good dying young, then David was one of them. As they looked into David's life, they tried to find any possible personal connections to his killer. David had no enemies in the real world, but he was an active online gamer. Mm-hmm. Police found one of the games he played frequently, Assassin's Creed, depicted a man being decapitated by a sword. They wondered if maybe one of his fellow gamers was taking the game into reality, Mm -hmm. maybe to get revenge. But no evidence of this was ever found. That's the first thing that I thought. That's exactly what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Some some sort of very twisted, nerdy, horrifying revenge. Mm -hmm. Police then turned their attention to the large transient population that spent their time in Ashland. Could their killer have been someone just stopping through Ashland? Maybe someone who struggled with mental health or drug addiction issues? Yep. Another theory focused on the murder weapon, as there is a large active LARPing community in Ashland. Did someone from that group, who is known for using swords, although they are usually padded and not sharp? (laughs) Yeah, there's like a card... (laughs) I mean, not cardboard, but sometimes cardboard. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes yeah. foam. Sometimes foam. Yeah, like metal, but dull. Light wood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
did one of them decide to try out their skills for real. No matter how hard they looked or which way they turned, police were met with dead ends. Authorities then started looking at any cases similar to David's that might be connected. They found that just three years before, on September 1st, 2008, 44-year-old Troy Dean Carney was found dead under some bushes in his sleeping bag just off the Greenway Trail in Central Point, Oregon, which is Hmm. about 20 minutes north of Ashland. He had been shot once in the head and had died instantly. All of his belongings were found on him, including his wallet and money. He was last seen on video surveillance on September 1st, walking away from the nearby pilot truck stop. His body was found three days later. Police believed someone murdered him while he was sleeping, as there was no sign of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Troy was originally from Maine, but had spent his life traveling across the country working as a lumper, which is someone who helps load semi-trucks. Mm-hmm. He was described as a friendly loner. He preferred to keep to himself, but wasn't the type to get into any trouble. The summer before he died, he traveled from Idaho to Portland and then down to Medford, where he'd stayed with friends for a few days. Not wanting to overstay his welcome, he set up camp off the Greenway Trail near the pilot truck stop, hoping to find more work. Mm-hmm. Police found no evidence that he had clashed with any of the others who lived off the trail, so this was sort of a, a popular place, like mm-hmm. an encampment. Right. And no one else that he knew had any reason to kill him. They started to wonder if his attack had been random. Police found an abandoned campsite near the crime scene where someone had left behind a small dome tent and some garbage. They also found a yellow and black Wolverine mask propped up as if left on display. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. The same day that Troy's body was found, a call came in about a house fire on Dead Indian Memorial Road. 30 minutes outside of Ashland. An hour later, another call came in about a different house burning on the same road. Oh, boy. Both houses burned to the ground. The first home was a vacation rental, and no one was home at the time, but the second home was owned by 46-year-old David Lewis. The next day after the fire, as crews were combing through the debris, they found human remains that belonged to David. Mm-mm. Police found evidence that he had been tied up and shot once in the head before his killer started a fire to cover up any evidence left behind. What the fuck? I know. All in the same day. Mm-hmm. Police were very concerned about two murders on the same day in what is usually a very safe area and wondered if they might be connected. Yeah, think? They became even more suspicious when nine days later, someone returned to the campsite where Troy had been killed and set fire to the area. So going back to the other, the first murder. Right. To this day, both Troy and David Lewis's murders have remained unsolved. Police don't think the two men knew each other before they were murdered, but they do admit to having evidence connecting the two crimes, but have not said what it is. No, police, I need it. I need to know. I know. There's not a lot of other information available about these two crimes. Uh, Fuck. I know. So we've got <laughs> we've got these two murders back in 2008, and then David Grubbs's murder three years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the question is: Did the same person kill all three men? Mm-hmm. Three years would pass before there was any break in David Grubbs' case when a person of interest was announced. In a press conference, police announced they were looking into 31-year-old Christian Delarantis, who had recently pleaded guilty to the 2012 murder of his roommate, 43-year-old Philip Lendermuth. The two met in December of 2011. Philip, who is described as a kind and loving soul, faithful and true, needed help with his home and the surrounding property and had agreed to let Christian move into his Aloha, Oregon home. Christian would help with the house in exchange for rent. The roommates became friends, and Christian asked for Philip's help. Christian had been robbing banks to fuel Mm. his heroin addiction and needed a getaway driver to help him with the robberies. Philip agreed to help. It's known that Christian robbed at least seven banks up and down Oregon from Portland to Medford, and Philip helped in a few of them. Mm Mm-hmm. After a few runs, Philip got cold feet and told Christian in May of 2012 that he didn't want to help him anymore. He then threatened to go to the authorities and tell them everything. 
According to Christian, this caused the two to get into a fight where Christian repeatedly stabbed Philip with a large Bowie knife, piercing his heart and lungs. Uh Christian decided to dismember Philip's body and planned to flush the pieces down the toilet. He used hand saws and skill saws, a Bowie knife, hammers, and screwdrivers to dismember Philip. Fuck. Neighbors later told police they heard power tools late at night and suspected Philip was busy with a remodeling project. When Christian was done dismembering Philip's body, he abandoned his plan to flush the remains down the toilet and stored his body in a chest freezer instead. He remained in Philip's home for a few weeks and decided to call his cousin Jillian, who lived in New York, to confess his crimes. Jillian later told police that he sounded, quote, agitated and disconnected, and that Christian's voice was, quote, different, almost soulless, like he didn't care. Mm-hmm. He told her the whole story about robbing banks and being afraid Philip would tell the police, and then said, quote, now I've got about 30 10-pound bags in the deep freezer. Ugh. He didn't know what to do. Jillian told him to go to the police and turn himself in, but he didn't want to. Quote, I've just had an epiphany. I'm not going to turn myself in and spend my life in prison. I probably did society a favor if you knew what kind of guy he is. After they got off the phone, Jillian called Christian's stepdad, who then called police. Good. Christian was spotted by a deputy driving Philip's car and was pulled over and arrested. Christian first told authorities that Philip was in Washington State, but before long he changed his mind and told detectives if they gave him a cigarette, he would tell them everything. Okay. Here you go. Right. (laughs) Easy trade. Yeah. Instead, he brought them to the house where he showed them what appeared to be a suicide note from Philip and told them that Philip had committed suicide. Oh, please give me a break. Mm -hmm. When asked where Philip's body was, he told them, quote, I know this is going to sound strange, but I cut him up and put his pieces in the freezer in the garage. He went on to say he panicked and didn't know what to do. He didn't want to call the police because of his prior convictions and drug evidence that he had in the home. (laughs) You're worried about your priors when you just murdered and dismembered him. Yes. Yeah, I don't Mm -hmm. think that's, I mean, it's definitely going to come into play, but none. It's not going to (laughs) be. Like if your roommate really does commit, dies by suicide and you come home, you're not going to be like, oh God, I got to dismember him. Like that's not how this works. No. He had tried to put Philip's body in the freezer, but it wouldn't fit, so he had to cut him up. He said it took more than two days to get the job done and went so far as to tell police how it had been, quote, weird to hold Philip's heart in his hand. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Christian said he had tried to clean up blood in the bathroom and bedroom, painting and spackling places that were stained with blood so that the house could be sold. He then threw the cleanup supplies in the backyard. Oh my god. Uh, (laughs) On May 18th, police searched Philip's home and found him in the freezer. His body was wrapped in plastic, his organs sealed in Ziploc bags. Oh no, separately? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And his head was wrapped in a bloody sweatshirt. Police charged Christian with aggravated murder and first-degree abuse of a corpse. He eventually told authorities the truth and pleaded guilty to all the crimes, including the bank robberies. In September 2014, he was sentenced to 41 years in prison before he'll be eligible for parole. What? Mm -hmm. And he also got 25 years for the bank robberies, but those were federal crimes. So they were going to be served concurrently, consecutively, at the same time. Holy shit. God, this sentencing makes no sense to me. I know. It's just like, wee, murder, bank robbery, dismemberment, mm-hmm. like mutilation, kidnap, whatever. We're up to seven banks. 15 years. 25 years. Yeah. This is getting 15 years. Yeah. But what about parole? Yeah, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. Nope, it doesn't. During his sentencing hearing, Philip's sister said he was a proud Navy veteran who had served in the Persian Gulf War. Quote, I cannot forgive the defendant for what he did to my brother, my only sibling, she said. He deserves no mercy and no forgiveness. According to articles covering the hearing, Christian appeared calm and at ease and offered no explanation or apology to Philip's family. He made no statement at all. Hmm. So police believe that Christian was in Ashland at the time of David's death and is clearly capable of committing murder. I mean, duh. Yeah. Yes, he did it. He (laughs) He can do it. 
He could do it twice if he wants. David was killed only six months before Philip. Detectives describe Christian as bright and calculated and say his drug use could contribute to his violence and unpredictability. Christian's lawyers will not allow detectives to question him about David's murder, and they haven't found any evidence that links him to the crime. Fuck. In 2016, the Ashland Police Department hired retired sheriff's detective Charlie Retzer to re-examine David's case. Good. He had to comb through a half terabyte, which is the equivalent to 500 Encyclopedia Britannicas, (laughs) which is a lot, you guys. If you don't know what those are, it's a lot of information. Yes, the most information. Yep. Uh, Worth of leads and other information the police have collected over the years. Wow. Yep. He worked for the Jackson County Sheriff's Department for 25 years, eight as a detective. I'm hoping this guy cracks it open. I mean, that was in 2016 he's had some time, but still, like, come on. There is a $22,000 reward for any information that leads to an arrest in David's case. Police believe the only way they will solve the murder is if someone comes forward with more information. The Ashland police chief says, quote, somebody out there knows something that could contribute to this case and they're keeping it to themselves. And I have to imagine that carrying that knowledge around is probably like carrying a boulder around your neck. Yeah. As the 10 year anniversary of David's murder approaches, let's hope that the person responsible is finally arrested for this terrible crime. When asked about her son's murder, David's mom, Sherry, says, quote, I wake up, I have about three seconds where everything's okay, and then I remember my boy is gone. Oh my god. I don't see joy in my life anymore, because when good things happen, I know how quickly they can be taken away. Mm-hmm. She sometimes walks on the bike path and gets comfort from the bench and light posts that were put up in memory of David. Quote, I want people to remember, she said. Mm. So, tell me who killed David. <laughs> Nobody and, um... knows! No, but that... So we don't know who killed the the arson, nope. murder, arson no. cases. Ugh, God, hey. the Pacific Northwest, man, it is t- perilous in, mm-hmm. at points. You know what I mean? And please, I'm going to say some negative things about some towns in the Pacific Northwest. And please take it with a grain of salt because I f- absolutely fucking love the entire region. But I didn't feel this way in Ashland. But definitely, well, I guess I did a little bit. In Eugene, Oregon, in particular, parts of Portland, you know, which is our home for a decade, and my beloved, beloved Pacific Northwest. I love it so much. But, and even like Arcata and Eureka, California, where we lived, there's a lot of passing through of the place because of the five, I-5, mm-hmm. and a lot of transient behavior. There's a spookiness to it, and there's mm-hmm. a bit of a lawlessness to it less so in portland especially now portland is very well established but when we first moved there you know it's like there's the shanghai tunnels where back in the 20s turn of the century i don't yeah, do you know 1800 when, somewhere yeah, yeah so turn of the century if you were passing through portland and you didn't know any better and you stood on a trap door in a bar <laughs> you could get shanghaied and sold into well not sold you got shanghaied into slavery they put you on a ship and make you work there so it's just got this sort of a i don't know like idyllic gorgeous perfect super fucking safe and incredibly beautiful part to it and then there's a darkness Mm -hmm. would you agree with that Yeah, absolutely i think the climate the rain Mm mm-hmm well, yep. just like the warmth and it does breed a certain, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but there's a lot of coming and going. And there's a lot, yes. like people even that move there and, and yep. you know, they don't stay for very long. And yeah, it definitely feels more lawless. Uh, and I think that these three cases in particular, they don't have a lot of random crime there. Right. Um, so it's easier to connect the dots when it's like, Exactly. You know, the husband kills the wife. It's much Precise. harder when it's just some random... And I really do believe that David Grubbs's attack was completely random. 100% right. random. For yep. some reason, somebody had this idea and thought, I'm going to go kill yep. somebody. And then, of course, picked this, like, sweet kid this bright light yeah. Yeah, from a fucking shopping cart. Ugh, but I think that they don't 
maybe have the resources or the training, or maybe that these are just such impossible crimes. Like, how do you, like, unless somebody leaves their DNA at the scene or, like, it's just never, there's not, how are you going to ever connect the dots? Right. Well, and like when we lived in Arcata, and again, I apologize for sort of generalizing the area, but I think anything from like San Francisco North kind of has this way about it. And like when we lived in Arcata and Eureka, my friends would come home from the bars. Granted, they were at the bars drinking, but it's like we were a bunch of hippies and it's a very hippie town and they'd get their asses beaten. My one friend got his jaw broken randomly, Mm -hmm. like the sweetest, most gentle person, definitely not picking a fight. I mean, of all of the friends, he was like the butterfly, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Got his fucking jaw broken and nobody, you know, it was totally random. My other friend got the absolute shit beaten out of him. And he provoked it a little bit, but still, like, that doesn't happen. That didn't ever happen in Portland when we lived there, you know, in this, like, little tiny hippie town. And then when I visited Eugene for the first time, within, we were there for three or four days, and I was witness to two heroin overdoses. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, those experiences made a big mark on me as far as, like, my, you know, just my overall feeling for those towns. And Ashland feels much safer and sweeter, but I could very much see somebody passing through and create and committing that crime being on drugs or otherwise and having some sort of mental break. And it's, yeah. Yuck. Mm -hmm. Yuck. I know. I hate it. I do too, but don't be afraid of the Pacific Northwest. God, no, (laughs) no magical. Yeah. And I think just like, in like I've been saying, it's, it, you know, statistically is very safe. Yes. Uh, And bad shit still happens. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, like Portland is the hub for sex trafficking, like in the world, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which just sounds, it seems crazy, but Mm -hmm. it's really easy to get people in and out of those places very quickly and like you said, the climate, it's very, like, mild, the climate. So a lot of people go there and check it out and travel up and down the coast and do whatever. So, nope. ugh, no. God. But like I said, I heard about David's murder when it happened. And I was, yeah. I, it haunts, it still haunts me. It was, it's like, how, how? And I yeah. remember thinking, like, surely that person's going to keep doing this. Yeah. You know, like, this isn't just a one-off. It's something that whoever is doing this is going to continue to do. Right. I mean, luckily that didn't happen, but it just felt like that that's somebody on a mission. And yeah. how scary is that? You're just walking home from work. It's so fucking scary. Yeah, but to me, it feels like a psychotic break. Yeah. 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 You know? Like, For sure. Wielding a sword at 5.30 in the afternoon. I think you did a bad drug or something. You know, like, I think you, Mm -hmm. something triggered a psychotic break and he was the victim of that. And that sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he just walked away. (laughs) God, I don't like random murders. And there's so many people carrying swords in Ashland. Nobody thought anything of it. I hate it. (laughs) Good point. Put your swords away, guys. Don't go walking around with swords. We don't need to normalize swords. No. You don't need to normalize swords. No. Yeah. Well, remember, <laughs> one time Sadie and I met a friend at a Chinese restaurant by our house in Portland. And it was we went there because it was empty constantly. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. The food is terrible. But we were young and it was cheap and we didn't fucking care. And so we're like, yeah, we'll meet at whatever it was called. And we get there and it's packed and we're like, oh, well, this is unexpected, some sort of reunion or something. And it was, I don't know, I'm so sorry, any of our friends who are members of Society for Creative Anachronisms and or LARPers, I don't know if there's a difference. Um, I don't know which which was there, but it was either the Society for Creative Anachronism, which I think it I was think that. it was. Yes. yes. So we'll go with that. And they were having their regional meeting. And, like, to not know that you're suddenly attending a regional, like, meetup for the Society of Creative Anachronism and then, like, try to figure out what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. was one of the more fun experiences yeah. of my life, I really right? feel like it was a gift given to us for yes. <laughs> sweet baby Jesus or somebody. Like, you know who would want this? Are the ex-sisters. <laughs> you yes. go. Yes. Yeah. Like, we love... 
I mean, I think everybody does, but I love overhearing a first date, mm-hmm. right? Where, especially a bad first date, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this is not going well and listening to the one person talking about themselves or whatever. But this was sort of like that, but times a million, like once yeah. in a lifetime experience. And yeah. also just being like, what the fuck are they talking about? Right. Like, you walk in and some of them, were, I don't know that all of them, but I think the majority of them were in the, like their outfits costumes see in my mind they were all just in like dentist clothes you know, like, no i, I definitely remember like some fancy dresses and stuff yeah um definitely and speaking, fancy name calling yes right. T- and talking in their like t- like their native tongues or i don't know what but yeah. like speaking the language that yeah. whatever they had decided to to do and you know, so it wasn't like, let's just talk about business and the next time we're going to get together or whatever. Like, they were full on in character. Which was so good. Mm-hmm. It was so good. It was so... I could and would listen to that for the rest of my life. I do remember there being a joke about electricity not being invented yet. Which <laughs> I was like, when does got... S, what is it? Society for Creative Anachronism. SCA. I just got some SCA humor. It's got a little insight. <laughs> I feel like somebody handed us a pamphlet. I don't remember. I, don't I, I think I they, don't. Want, they were excited. Maybe we would, we would join. And we were like, oh, no, no. We just came for the crab rangoon. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just bad, cheap food. <sighs> so, yeah. yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah, very LARPy, very mm-hmm. SCAE up there. Yep, it really is. As well it should be. Mm-hmm. Somebody recommended that we do a meetup. Sadie and I, we talked about this on Patreon, but we're ta- we're thinking about doing a casual, low-key meetup in Chicago and or Indianapolis, because those are the two cities we live closest to. And somebody recommended we do, I think it was the Ren Fair in Bristol. <laughs> yes. 100% yes. If I, if I could make that happen quickly and affordably... Oh, fuck yes. Uh-huh. A hundred million percent yeah. yes. Even if it's just Courtney and I and the listener who wants us to go. Yes. Like that, yes. you know, we'll do it. <laughs> yes. If anybody has any Ren fairs coming up. Oh, God. That are within, let's say, 100 and 200 miles of Chicago or Indianapolis, I could probably commit to that. Yep. Me too. I've never been to a Ren fair. What? I know. I know. I mean, I have, it's been a very long time. I've, I went a few times as a young child, and why weren't you with me? I, I don't remember you going to Ren Fair. Oh, no, I, I did. Remember. And I got, like, you know, those wands with the sparkles in them? We had a lot of those growing up. Uh, we were very I got, wand, I, this is a wand very, kind of children. This is a very specific memory that I have. I went to a Ren Fair, and I think I was with our Aunt Jo. Aunt Jo, yeah, because I remember your princess thing with the... Yeah, some beautiful ribbons and flowers. The taffeta coming off of it, or whatever it's called, the yes. pink... Yes. <sighs> that's what that material... <laughs> yeah, That's the sound that it makes. <sighs> yes. God, it was so beautiful, and I just, okay. like, twirled around... So maybe it wasn't a rent fair. Maybe it was like a craft a fair. gift shop. <laughs> yeah. But in my mind, it was full on rent fair. Medieval times. <laughs> yes. I did go to a medieval times. And at the end, the knight kissed my hand. I was freaked out by that. That I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Do I need to report this? Like, I was so fucking freaked out by it. Like, you had been, like... Bad, bad touched. touched yeah oh, no. i really was like oh god <laughs> god fuck uh, what do i do so what the 80s stranger danger will do to a kid yes <laughs> nobody fucking like prepped me that this was these were the medieval ways mm-hmm. he's gonna say m'lady and kiss your hand and it's okay <laughs> you she should have asked like there should, should be have. some consent yes. but it was the 80s so there was right, none there, so no. yeah that's yeah, so I didn't mind it, but I thought maybe I should have minded it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got maladied. <laughs> I was like, sh- shocking. I was shocked by that. Um, let's circle back around real quick to yeah. the potential meetup. And in yes. our original conversation, we had said, like, hey, I haven't been paying attention to where our listeners are right now. Yeah. So I looked. Oh, God, please You know, me. our number one city of listeners hmm. is Columbus, Ohio. Shut your fucking mouth. That rules so hard. And I don't know how our little host does it. Like, if they just sort of lump 
Right. You know, like, does Columbus include Indianapolis and Cincinnati? Or I don't know, but it yeah, feels like a very sense. specific yes. spot. So Columbus, Ohio. Hey, guys. And then followed up by Chicago. Fantastic. Followed up by Atlanta, Georgia. Hello. Great. I, want to I feel go like there. Atlanta's been going strong for a yes. long time. Yeah. And then Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Amazing. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Like, so maybe we have to go to Columbus, Ohio. I'm down. Is that where Cedar Point is? No, that's Cleveland. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to Columbus in a long time, but we did I haven't go. Either. Ryan and I went to Cincinnati. Oh, I, I mean, I think that's the first place we went after our youngest was born and we could yeah. like, leave. And it was amazing. It's I was amazing so impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it had like so much more character than I, I just never knew. I didn't know what to expect yeah. in Cincinnati. It's always been cool. Um, but I loved it there. So maybe Columbus is like hopping and we don't even know it. Yeah. I went when I was like 19. It's the last time I went to Columbus and mm-hmm. I was there for maybe seven hours. I was chasing a girl. Yeah. So we should let our listeners in the Columbus area or in Chicago duke it out. And you tell us where we should have our first casual meetup. Fuck yeah. Yes. Like thumb wars it. <laughs> thumb wars. Rochambeau it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let's do it. I'm down a hundred percent. So yeah, let's figure out how to figure out how, where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> As we trans- transition back into some semblance of life, yes. we have to remember how to make plans. Once we remember how to make plans, then we'll make a plan. <laughs> I know. I mean, the, the, the pandemic taught me that, um, I have some friends in this area, but not a whole lot of them. Yeah. And so I'm ready to make more friends. And then I was like, how do I do that as someone who doesn't go to church and is very liberal in a very conservative area? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. And so then I was like, wait, I really like true crime. And I know a lot of other people who really like true crime. And I'm building a like actual friendships online with my true crime people. Yeah. Several thousand people listen to this podcast and they probably want to hang out with you. Yeah. And I want to hang out with them. So let's hang out and then become real life friends because I need them. Yeah. Cincinnati, where you at? Indianapolis, where you mm-hmm, at? Mm-hmm. Bloomington, uh, Gnawbone. That is a real town in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, poverty, poverty Knob. Poverty Knob. No, I think that's one house. Well, well, but maybe the, maybe the residents of Poverty Knob are listening and want to I hang hope out with so. you. Um, speaking of names, mm-hmm. I've got a good, good little heap of them today, mm-hmm. folks. <laughs> uh... Somebody named Peter Johnson. He was in a branch of the military at one point, and an officer, when learning his name, oh, an officer questioned him by saying, your name is Dick Dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir, yes, sir, it is. (laughs) Sir, yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Somebody from the UK sent us a bunch of names of streets oh god okay i i started reading this and then i turned it off because it was too funny and i wanted to wait <laughs> i also got a lot of names this week so i'm gonna hold off on some of them so if you're not hearing a name that you submitted don't worry it's gonna come next week but <laughs> yeah we gotta we'll just we gotta let it trickle down <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> otherwise it'd be like a 45 minute episode of just names okay street names <laughs> trent on stroke <laughs> Crotch Crescent? (laughs) Oh, God. Spanker Lane. (laughs) Dick Place. (laughs) What the fuck? Okay, here's... I mean, this one... If I I don't figure out how to live on Butthole Lane... (laughs) Butthole Lane. In parentheses, nope, not kidding, ladies. Butthole Lane. (laughs) What? I guess what is a butthole in England? Like, what does that mean? It's gotta mean butthole. <laughs> what? I mean, like, what? Uh, tell me. When in the history of time has butthole not been a butthole? When? <laughs> it, oh no, that's a pile of sticks. No, it's a butthole. <laughs> like what? Oh well, that's what we use to carry potatoes. But I don't think so. I uh-uh. think it's always been a butthole. Right? Am I wrong? Please tell me I'm wrong, I but I don't think I'm wrong. 
I want to know. And which came first? If a butthole was not always a butthole, if it was a something you used to carry potatoes, how did it then become... You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, oh, titty ho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, semi-cock road. <laughs> what the what fuck? What is happening? Crack hill. <laughs> This would be my second, where I'd have my summer home in Bungalow. Tom Tit Lane. <laughs> Clithero. I don't know how to say that. Who say it, guys? Clithero? 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 <laughs> God. Unbelievable. Uh, I love that story. Um, two more. Levi Gibbs Head. Levi <laughs> Gibbs Head. <laughs> Confirmed, real. Went. This person knew this person, <laughs> and Nick Pickles. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Shit. Nick Pickles. Nick Pickles. Le- lives on Butthole Lane. Gibbs. Levi Gibbs. Head. And Gibbs was his middle chosen middle name. Given middle name. I don't think he chose it. Did he no, choose, no, choose no, that's it? what I meant. Given. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> like his parents chose that for him. Imagine you grow up. I mean, this is something I would 100% do. Like, speaking of the Pacific Northwest, specifically like Eureka and Arcata, everybody changes their name. Everybody. In like hippie ways. Right. And that, if I chose to change my name, I would change it to Levi. Courtney Gibbs had. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh lord. Incredible. <laughs> so good. So I had a dream uh last the other night that yeah. my my oldest kid is in little league right now, which I love. Oh my god. I'm gonna be yes. like the biggest sports fan from now uh-huh. on. So I accidentally became a baseball fan when I moved to oh where I live now. I'm a huge Cubs fan. Yeah. I never thought that was something that would happen to me. Uh, but it's... man, so into it. And I, we yeah. were watching the older boys play uh, practice the other night before my kids' practice started, and they were really good. And I got really into it. And I, they were like played a practice game, and I was like, oh god, they almost. Oh, that was a good one. And I was uh, anyway, yeah, super into it. And yeah. most importantly, my child loves it. He's really good too. Yeah, and he even he's not like he's good enough, but the best part about it is he's super into it, and his yeah. coaches love his enthusiasm, so he can like kind of be not great at it and mm-hmm. still get a lot of encouragement because he tries so hard. Anyway, he's got a fucking rocket arm though. Let's not. Yeah, I think once he Down gets it together, he'll be great. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other night I had a dream, <laughs> and I want to make it a reality that Courtney and I decided to sponsor a Little League team. <laughs> I will 100%. We have a lot of Patreon money sitting there. Oh my god. I don't know how much yep. it costs, but then you get your, the, the company name gets to be on the sh- jersey. Oh, so sh- all of our little Little League players had They Will Kill the on their- <laughs> I'm sh- I'm nodding my head so hard. God, I mean, can you imagine? I would get kicked the, out of town. But the confusion, the terror, the <laughs> like all of the other teams would just lay down and be like, "We give up. We surrender. You win." It's like so inappropriate. You are so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Here are the Cougars sponsored by. They will kill. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would just be we would ref- we would insist. That they change the name to they, will, they kill. will kill. Yep. They but they would play against the Cougars. Uh huh. Like hey, coming in uh, left field. Uh, they will kill number twelve. What the <laughs> fuck? What is on their shirts? Is that a, a is that bald a- man with tape over his mouth? <laughs> I don't like that. Oh god. So anyway, can we please? I'm- can we? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, maybe we like go for the bigger, like the majors or whatever they call it in Little League, the big, bigger kids. Or I t-ball. don't know what they call them. Not t-ball. I think we should go t-ball. I think we should go <laughs> as little as they come, just make it as inappropriate as possible. It's <laughs> a little uh, squirty. I mean, the picture of Sadie's kids' team—it's like a fucking heartbreak. It's so cute. It's so cute. I mean. We're in the Midwest. They're playing baseball. Are you fucking kidding me? These mm-hmm. kids, like, 
opy and like cro- mm-hmm. little crooked face. I told mm-hmm. Sadie when she sent me a picture of her kid in his uniform, like put that kid on some powdered fucking milk immediately. Ovaltine. Yeah. Right now. It's yeah. so cute. It's... But then <laughs> they put the creep head on there. Yeah. Yeah. I really could talk about little league all day there at one of his games the other team had a kid just like laid in the grass and like like he was dead not even just like i'm looking up the clouds but face down (laughs) like (laughs) and every once in a while he would like kick his back leg up and flop it down and i'm pretty sure it was the coach's kid because the coach was like furious about uh-huh, it and uh-huh. i think that the kid did not want to play little league and the he's dad an indoor wanted... kid yes yeah. <laughs> it was amazing yep. and he, he would get up and like sloth his way to the dugout between innings it was i just i don't know i i haven't been in a, out of the house in a year so this is like the most amazing entertainment of my life well, baseball is not a fun sport. It is the most boring f- sport to watch, but we go to multiple, multiple Cubs games this summer, and I love every single fucking second yes. of it. Granted, well, the Cubs are really good now. We used to go when they were really bad, and yeah. that was not nearly well, as fun. I was going to say. Like, imagine yeah. baseball, what with children who cannot catch <laughs> the ball, pass the ball, or hit the ball with bats, and then you just kind of sit around, and, and then when it, something happens, it's very exciting. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. So, I anyway. I can't wait. I hope he get, becomes a Cubs fan and we can, like, actually talk about it. I've never done that about with anything sports-related in my life, oh. except for... Like, yeah. I was at a fucking, like, queer club in Portland and was hanging out with some friends of friends who were excruciatingly fucking cool. And somehow we got on the topic that one of them is from Milwaukee, and then we both figured out that we were Cubs fans. Mm. And, I mean, full asymmetrical haircut. She's got a PhD <laughs> oh, in queer man. studies. You know, I have nothing... Mm-hmm you know like and very intimidatingly cool <laughs> uh, you like rizzo me too like whoa yeah well <laughs> but really p- put in a good shot this year what i like right yes good, good. Yep. Mm-hmm. that's all you need yep you know what else you need our patrons mm-hmm. our, our supporters that pay us to talk to them i love partner. them i do too lay some on me all right. Thank you so much to Rachel W. Rachel will come to your house and she will probably leave it because she's got other things to do. Don't expect Rachel to stay. She's got other things to do. Lots and lots of things to do that are cool. She doesn't need to talk about the Cubs when she's at the queer party. She can talk about cool queer things or straight things or whatever kinds of things she wants to talk about. Oh, thank you so much to Susan. I mean, like, what are you going to do? I Yes. Thank you so much to Susan K. I love the name Susan. There are not enough Susans on this planet. Sure. And considering her last name is Kung Pao. Mm-hmm. Definitely not enough Susan Kung Pao's in this world. No. And it's like a, like a Lichtenstein print. Kung Pao. <laughs> I do love the name Susan. Uh, thank you so much to Maia R. How do you spell that? M-A-I-A. That is a very beautiful name, if we're yes, pronouncing it right. I know. Do you think it's Maya? Maya? Where do we put the Where do we put the emphasis? Yeah. Please tell us. <laughs> right. It's very beautiful, and the last initial is R. R. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Are we saying it correctly? <laughs> that is first of all yes. Maya. Are we saying it? Maya. Are we saying it correctly? But also, Maya rules rocks she rules rocks <laughs> maya rules rocks so get, go. get used to it <laughs> it could be rules comma rocks it could be rules slash rocks or can she literally can just rule rocks like she's their master and they will come smash you help you like a uh, ludo from the labyrinth yes yeah. Yes, she can she rules do it. the rocks. Oh, oh like but in a sexy, cool way. Not that Ludo's not sexy and cool, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last but not least, thank you so much to Amanda B. 
Amanda B. Coolin, Amanda B. Stylin, Amanda B. Profilin. <laughs> Coolin, Stylin, and Profilin. Yes, man. We love you all. Oh my God, so much, you guys. So much. For as little as $3 a month, you get goodies, you get one whole ass, full ass episode. Mm-hmm. There's like 45 episodes every week. Mm-hmm. It's full. The minimum you're going to get is probably 35 minutes. Maybe that's the shortest we've ever mm-hmm. done. And that, I don't even know if we have one that short. Yeah, anyway, no, if, I don't think so. If you want to settle into a good 45, mm-hmm. 50, one hour long episode mm-hmm. additionally every week, mm-hmm. go over there get it. it. And you get presents. Yep. I walked into uh, my groomer. I made my to- two dogs went to the groomer mm-hmm. and uh, dropped the dogs off. And Morgan Storgan was there. Morgan Storgan. <laughs> she said, oh, hey, Sadie Weighty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Shaking my fist in a hurrah. I know. <laughs> I yes. Like, oh, Morgan Storgan. Morgan Storgan. I probably blush because I'm blushing right now thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you never oh, know. my God. You guys, I have 2% battery okay, because I don't go. know how to charge my computer. I love you yes. all. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter. At They Will Kill. Mm-hmm. Review and rate us. And subscribe to us. Yes. And AJ. Hey. Thank you for the music. Sh- yeah. You can email us. They will kill podcast at gmail.com. We love it every time. Yep. And remember that you should charge your computer hey, before guys, you start it, recording. <laughs> it was plugged in, but somehow I don't think it was it was plugged into the computer, but it wasn't plugged into the plug. So here if you don't know, your house is equipped with these little bitty holes that look like a face. <laughs> anyway, we love you guys so much. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.